Here's a touchy subject. Cameras in the public school classrooms for parents to analyze, scrutinize, and possibly criticize their child's education. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and four other very special guests. Today, we're going to argue, debate, and pontificate. Are classroom cameras nothing but nuisance evil spying nanny cams? Or are they the distant eyes of mama bears who want to protect their precious little cubs from teachers gone woke? All right, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host, and I have a number of excellent guests with us today. And it's going to take a few seconds to go around and introduce everybody. Let's start with Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church. Say hello, Pastor. Hello. What's up, Patriots? All right. We also have with us Alec Rooney, who is the news editor for the Christian Action Network. Say hello, Alec. Hi. How are you doing? Michael, everybody's already familiar with him. He's operating all the controls. Michael, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. On the telephone, we have David Carroll, who is an attorney based in Columbus, Ohio, but he is also chairman of the Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this program. Say hello, David. Hello, Patriots. All right. Good to be with you. All right. Well, we saved uh, CW for last because uh, CW uh, wants to remain anonymous, confidential, as you would have it. He is an IT specialist for Virginia school districts, and uh, he's coming to us today to explain exactly what it would take to put cameras in the classrooms. That's a tough topic. Say hello, CW. Hello, everyone. How are you doing this evening? All right, everybody has been introduced. All right, this should be an interesting topic today, and I'm sure everybody has uh, a lot of opinions about it. But uh, let's first examine this idea of cameras in the classroom. We all know it generated probably because of the uh, school closures in 2020 where children were having to do remote learning and parents were at home seeing what their kids were being taught. And they found a lot of objectionable material, in particular, critical race theory being taught to their children. And move on, a year later, some big and low-profile names began to call for classroom cameras. And we know that Tucker Carlson did a segment on his support of putting cameras in the classroom. Uh, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire wrote an excellent opinion piece about putting cameras in the classroom. And he said... There should be a camera in every classroom, and any parent should be able to access the footage whenever they want. And uh, so you have some other people around the country, too. Uh, the Clark County School District Board of Trustees, Katie Williams, said there should absolutely be cameras in the classroom. So we have a lot of people demanding cameras to be in the classroom. A lot of parents out there want to see it happen. Uh, but... Why are they upset? And we know we've heard a lot about critical race theory being taught in the schools, uh, but I think parents are upset by like, a lot of other things that's been happening uh, with their students, their children in the schools by teachers, and they want to be able to tune in. So let me just cite a few examples here that have gotten parents outraged. So in Loudoun County, Virginia, a mother told her school board 
that she was upset that her six-year-old white daughter was told by her teacher that she was born evil. All right, in Maryland, Montgomery County schools are teaching elementary school kids there that there are two pandemics now going on in the United States, one that's COVID and one that is racism. And if you're white, you are part of spreading that racism. And they gave an example at one school as to exactly what that means to these elementary kids. They said that Donald Trump's Make America Great Again slogan is an example of covert white supremacy. Uh, in Illinois, let me do one more here. In Illinois, a drama teacher is suing the school district because they were teaching kids that white children were belong to the devil. <laughs> belong to the devil. They were given a book to read that's called Not My Idea, in which the devil approaches kids and offers them a, con a, a contract binding you to your whiteness. And if you accept this contract, the devil will give you stolen land, stolen riches, and special favors. So a lot of parents upset. I could go on. Mm -hmm. I got just a number, a number, a number of crazy cases that's going on this year. It's not even Christmas. This year in the public schools. So I want to take a survey right now. Uh, we got uh, six of us together here. So... Let's see who's in support of putting these cameras in the classroom. I vote yes. What do you say, Pastor? I'm with you. I vote yes. All right. CW. I'm 100% for ca cameras in classrooms. All right. Alec. I'm going to surprise everybody and give a, a guarded yes. A guarded with, yes. With <laughs> conditions. Yes. All right. Still a yes. I'm going to pause right here because uh, we have so many people in our studio today that... Uh, Two people are having to share a microphone. So I just want to uh, advise the two people that are sharing the microphone that when you're talking into it, you know, just move the, they, they just very easy, just move the microphone to your mouth so everybody can hear. Michael, what do you say? Uh, I say yes, definitely. All right. So uh, David Carroll is our chairman of the board, and he has been, let's see, uh, asking me politely for a number of months now that Christian Action Network take up the cause of putting cameras in the classroom. So I'm saving you for last, David, because basically, well, we could say this was pretty much your idea that we do this to start with. So David, we know where you stand. You want cameras in the classroom. What do you got to say to defend that? Well, I think that, that uh, many of the problems in this country have stemmed from our education system and parents have been left out. For years, they've been left out. Uh, I will also say that many years ago when I, my children were in school, the parents were always invited to visit classrooms, to sit in and watch, and schools wanted the parents to be there. There has been a sea change in that. Uh, and I have to admit, not very many parents actually did go in and sit in the classrooms, but now the schools don't seem to want the parents to be involved at all. Yeah, they and used I to trust them back then. <laughs> well, well uh, yeah, we're not trying to age you there, David, you know, <laughs> way back then. So, uh, way back then was three years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's a good yeah, point. Well, we're talking about the, the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So, look, in North Carolina, sixth graders were told to examine an ink drawing that contained a couple of people having oral sex. And this is uh, mm -hmm. elementary or middle school kids. 
right? So you could understand parents being upset about that and probably wouldn't have happened if there was a camera on that teacher. What do you think? Anybody? Well, Marty, my, my daughter's in sixth grade, <laughs> you know, so I, I can relate. She's not in public school, but yeah, I'm, I'm in full agreement. I'm, I'm a yes, capital letters, bold with an exclamation point at the end. I saw that Tucker Carlson episode that you had mentioned. I think it was back in July. And when I saw it, I said, man, this is a fantastic idea. I put a post about it on Facebook and the parents, regardless of what Terry McAuliffe says, the parents should have some say of what their kids get taught. Yeah. You know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, David had been requesting that our organization get involved in this issue probably now for a couple of months. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I was hesitant was First of all, it would be a big campaign. There's a lot of schools in the country with a lot of school districts, a lot of people who either have or think they have authority or what goes on into these schools. Who is the ultimate authority to put these cameras in the classroom? Who knows? Uh, it's being done in certain places. Uh, but the thing that concerned me the most would be the cost to the schools to put cameras and microphones in every single class in the United States. And then... Uh, be able to have the equipment to have parents log in to their particular child's classroom. And I was thinking, wow, this this would be just crazy amount of funds. But, you know, uh, David, uh, since this was your idea, I've, it, what finally turned me around was uh, President Joe Biden when he said that we were going to give $450,000 to each illegal immigrant uh, who had been separated from his their family coming into the United States. And I'm thinking, if you got $450,000, and you know it goes up from there, that's just the start, right? For an illegal immigrant, well, think what a school could do with $450,000 and putting in cameras. But then I learned, and talking to CW here, that uh, that doesn't have to happen at all because uh, schools probably already have the money to be able to put these cameras in the classroom. So, CW, perhaps you can explain you know, a little bit of what CARES is and uh, and the cameras that schools already have. Uh, sure. So CARES funds was uh, monies that were given by the federal government to school districts to help pay for needed technologies and needed upgrades that would help with the pandemic type uh, situations, such as split AC units for classrooms and offices, camera equipment, one-to-one -one devices for students, uh, streaming capabilities, stuff like that. Because you can't go virtual if you don't have cameras. All right. So uh, the schools have the money to put cameras or they already have the cameras? No, the in cameras there? are there. The cameras are already there. Every, every classroom has a camera and at least a... Uh, a conference style microphone system that's omnidirectional. Gotcha. But these cameras are mostly off during the school year right now? That's correct. So they're just taking up space, I guess. Uh, they're right now in closets. <laughs> in closets. <laughs> All right. All right. So in Hazard, Kentucky, school principal Donald Happy, I love this, Donald Happy Mobilini was filmed getting a lap dance in a gymnasium from a male student. Imagine a mother or father tuning in to see their uh, school principal receiving such a dance such as that. In Burlington, Vermont, students were treated to a drag 
between the show during halftime during a football game. Drag queens, I mean, let me tell you what the PA announcer said to these students as these men dressed up as women in high heels and long hair were going up and down the field. PA system said, we got kings, we got queens, we got in-betweens. <laughs> so I'm not sure what an in-between is, but... You know, this is the sort of stuff that, uh, you know, you don't even have to be the age of me or David Carroll to be shocked at, if we were in school and saw any of this stuff going on. So there have been uh, some objections to putting uh, cameras in the classroom. Let me uh, go through briefly what those objections have been that I've been able to call so far. So uh, one person thinks it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment that it would be an unreasonable government search if you were filming kids in the classroom. Uh, another one thought, well, a person with bad intentions could hack into the system and get the names and identity of children in the classroom. I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, another one, this one is predictable, that it would lead to nuisance lawsuits by conservatives. Nuisance lawsuits. You're telling my kid that he has to witness you having a lap, male lap dance. They make that sound like a negative thing. <laughs> they make it sound like a negative <laughs> thing, don't they? Uh, uh, that teachers could get harassed by parents. Um, and that teachers could perhaps change the style of their teaching because they know a camera is on at all times. Have you thought about the fact that there are cameras literally in every corner of every hall, in every floor of every school across the country, that these kids are on camera from the moment they walk in the door to the moment they leave to the moment they get on the school bus? The school buses have at least three, if not four cameras, GPS locations, tracking units, so panic buttons. These kids are monitored from the moment they are picked up right, so to the moment. So they get off the bus. Um, kind of like uh, the 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 uh, hacking excuse for reasons on why to not permit it is kind of a moot point since it's already you know happening in most of the school as it is. But those systems aren't open on the internet, are they? You can't like anybody can't just log in and watch that stuff. I can pull up the schools in my district right can, now can from here at any point in time. That, but, so th that's my point. So it's, it's accessible if somebody had ill intent they could get access to it. Well, well the, the whole point. point was a hacker, right? So not that necessarily uh, a legitimate parent could tune in and exactly. see what's going on. The complaint is a hacker could do it. Well, a hacker can do it anyway, right now. They Correct. don't need to wait until their classroom cameras. Um, Alec, uh, you have some reservations, hesitations, some guarded response to allowing classroom cameras. So... Uh, tell us why. Well, I'll, I'll preface my whatever I say by my opinion on public schools is the best way to deal with them is to abolish them <laughs> and take all the money and plow it into free private schools with Americans teaching Americans with all kinds of different schools and all different kinds of different price points and uh, schools for different vocations and different uh, grade levels, different intelligence levels, and just let the free enterprise system take care of it. So you <clears> support <throat> the money following the child. Um, yeah, or I just support a free market of education, which we no longer have, um, which gives you teachers all kinds of great, interesting, different options of places to work also. 
but that's that's prefacing my you know that's not going to happen let's let's be real that's not going to happen in uh, this universe we're in right now um and to me the having classroom cameras just sounds like kind of another band-aid solution uh, another expensive band-aid solution um, that's going to alienate a lot of teachers who might be really good teachers, but who just don't want to get one more thing dumped on them. Um, and I think that a that every parent, any parent who wants to know what's going in a, going on in a classroom, has their own camera already, and that's their student. Their student who is in that classroom, if they have a loving, close mutual understanding of education and why the child's in school, anything that happens in that classroom that disturbs or upsets that student is going to go to that parent. And the parent needs to pay attention and be attentive to what the child is saying, what is going on in the school. And I don't think a camera is going to substitute for that. All right. Well, let's examine that. We have two people here with the children in the, in the schools. I don't know if they're in public or private school. Uh, pastor, is your child at a public school or private school? We homeschool, Gabby. You homeschool, so uh, you don't need to worry about cameras. And uh, who's schooling your wife? <laughs> you yeah, I, I trust her a little Do bit, so I don't need. I haven't set up a camera yet. Okay, well, good enough. <laughs> I, ha I have one in my closet in case I need it, but I haven't set it up yet. And a little teddy bear camera. <laughs> that, does your daughter tell you what mommy's the teaching her all day? Yeah, because we're we're loving, caring parents. Gotcha. Uh, CW, uh, what about you? You got any uh, kids in the public schools? Well, I did. Oh, you did. I did. I had three kids in the public schools. Three. Past, past tense. So, okay. Yeah, so Past tense. Yep. Now, in, in all fairness, Alec, you don't have kids in a public school right now. I don't anymore, but both my kids were homeschooled, and then they finished the last couple of years of school in high school. Okay. Public high school. Uh, but uh, given the nature of critical race theory that's being taught now as opposed to when your kids were in school, um, uh I guess uh, CW is the only one here that really actively has kids in or no. recently <laughs> in the public schools. So what's your feeling about uh, perhaps, you know, cameras uh, picking up your child, any parent can, or hacker can I, start to tune in and see your child, find out what the name of your child is, and then perhaps stalk your child later. I love Alex's kumbaya feeling of warm and loving families, but let's go over reality that's not what happens i'm sorry it's not these parents are absent that's the not big problem in addition to the absent parents you've got teachers that have lost the will to do anything they are do not have any support it is absolutely disgusting how little support these teachers have you're sitting here saying something about teachers might not want something else thrown on top of them there is no respect there is no control there is absolutely no discipline left. And those cameras would put those kids on, on film with the antics and the BS that these teachers have to put up with every single day. It is disgusting. Like, I'm serious. In the last two years, the, the drop is so evident. Like, somebody who's never stepped foot into a public school would walk in there right now and, and go, what is anybody learning in this? It is not a learning environment. So they, actually, I have, a, I have a question now that I do know that you are involved, uh, you know, in the daily workings of the school. Have you noticed like a difference in the way that they have actually changed how they treat students that misbehave? Is it something that they 
discipline? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Discipline's out the window. Yeah, completely. Uh, there's, yeah. I mean, they've changed the, the entire handbook. Uh, you've changed the handbook now where it literally states that the if you're in possession of drugs or any kind of controlled substances, as long as you say it's for personal use, you're fine. You're not against the handbook. It only <laughs> sits there and says, you can't have it there for distribution purposes. I'm not joking. What, what grades are we talking with this? We're talking CW. middle schools. We're talking high schools. We're talking this is district-wide policies. All right. Well, this uh, part of the topic segues very nicely into this uh, point that I want to uh, bring up, and that is Colquitt County Schools in Georgia, all 13 schools, have voted to install cameras in every single classroom. And... Um, they're using a camera system called Cloud 12. Cloud 12. If you go to Cloud 12, that is hard to say. Cloud <laughs> 12's website, they say installing cameras in the classroom is reducing student bad behavior by 70%. That's a, that's a pretty good number, you know, uh, to be dropping down there. And, you know, of all the arguments that I've heard about putting cameras in the classroom, and that is monitoring what teachers are saying. Uh, this is the person that came across that or even thought about that could also help control uh, bad, bad behavior. Uh, Alec, did you learn today that, or uh, hear today that uh, some student went into a school and shot and killed three students? Oh, uh, yeah, I heard that on the, on the news today. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, cameras in the classroom. I, I, I can't imagine, though, if you're a parent tuning in and all of a sudden you're seeing some wild gunman going up and down the hall shooting possibly your child. And this student apparently was outside of the doors yelling, Sheriff, Sheriff, all safe, come out, and tricking students to come out the door so he could then turn around and shoot them. And I think one classroom didn't buy it, and they, they stayed in, in cover. Only one? That I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when is when is a fifteen year old? Because I think the child was fifteen. Sound like a sheriff, anyway. Well, but, Marty, yeah. this is the same concept of everybody knows when you do a bomb scare, everybody goes to the same place, right? It, 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 none of this makes any sense. Uh, hey, David, um, we were bringing up a little bit earlier about the idea of the Fourth Amendment and a violation of. Uh, the right to privacy that these cameras could cause. Now, you're an attorney. You have uh, argued some constitutional cases during your many, many, many years of uh, legal practice. Uh, as far as I understand the Fourth Amendment, that would apply to what government can do as far you're using this illegal search argument of the Fourth Amendment. What government can do, not what uh, parents are allowed to do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's exactly right. Uh, it, there's no question, for example, that if uh, they can have cameras in the classroom and the principal could watch the teacher uh, doing whatever she does or he does, uh, there's no prohibition on on there being a, a an employer looking at how his employee is performing. And the same thing goes with parents uh, as taxpayers. Uh, there's no reason why they should not be able to look at it. I do not see a valid Fourth Amendment argument there at all, not at all. I'm a little more concerned about the privacy argument because there's a federal statute that uh, protects the privacy of student records. 
but that's a different thing than protecting the privacy of student performance as observed by parents. There is nothing in the federal law that would prohibit a parent, as we talked about earlier, from actually sitting in the classroom and watching it there in the classroom. What's the difference between that and watching it on a camera? I don't see any. So I don't see a valid argument to the privacy, this, the student privacy argument either. CW, what do you got to say? I was just going to make a comment about, uh, you know, the statement about employees, employers watching over their employees. That That's a huge point on this is teachers are employees. And if parents recognized how many of these teachers weren't qualified, there would be a lot more outrage going on right now. You You can literally put off five years from getting a teaching degree and still be a teacher. In Virginia, they just added another two-year extension to that for COVID. So, so wait a second. So you're saying that they can actually start teaching well before they actually you, get there? You can have teachers in classrooms that don't even have never set foot in a classroom to learn to be a teacher, not one day. That's a concern right there. <laughs> I, I know of situations yeah. right now in other school districts where, where a SPED teacher was let go in the last couple of weeks, pushing all of their students onto another teacher, doubling that teacher's load. And that teacher doesn't have a single degree, let alone any SPED qualifications, which is special ed if anybody wants to know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. I think a lot of teachers are just leaving schools too and leaving their jobs. And right. uh, my wife is actually a teacher, uh, full disclosure here. She's a middle school teacher in Bedford County. And, um, and she is covering more and more classes for teachers who are leaving. I'm hearing more and more things about uh, teachers who are fine. Everyone's talking about where they're going to land next when they get out of here. And what is their big complaint? What's their number one complaint on the reason why they are leaving? I can't really say that for sure, but just by hearsay, it's um, the things you were talking about, the lack of discipline, lack of parental involvement, um, and utter lack of respect for teachers on the part of students. And my wife has a really good saying that goes around among teachers, uh, that the teachers are afraid of the, uh, administ uh, the, the teachers are afraid of the principals, the principals are afraid of the administrators, the administrators are afraid of the parents, and the parents are afraid of the kids. <laughs> so, so one horrible circle going around here. Alec, Alec let me throw this in, because... You know, where Marty gave a statistic where he said that cameras in the classroom have bettered the behavior of the children, right? A lot of the stories and the statistics that Marty's giving are geared towards bad teachers, right? Lap dances, sexual things being thrown out there. So when I look out there and I see the news, I see CRT being taught, mass being forced, et cetera, et cetera. We all know those talking points. So where do those come into play when we talk about teachers leaving or, you know, when, when it comes like that? Because what I'm hearing is that it's all bad behavior from the kids. I understand that there's bad behaved kids out there, but there's a lot of bad behaved teachers. So I'd love to see what's that statistic when the camera comes in that the behavior gets better from the teacher's perspective. I would have no idea about those statistics, but the, um, I think a lot of teachers, I, I said before they're dumped on, I really think that teachers are kind of like the nurses of the educational um, 
world, like uh, how nurses are uh, uh, kind of the catch-all job in, in healthcare, and teachers are the catch-all job in education now. They're just like everything, they, they're getting it from all sides. And I think um, that probably has created the conditions that lead to some of these bad teachers and these teachers who feel like, you know, well, I can't do the thing I was supposed to sent here to do, so I'm going to go ahead and be a recruiter for the LGBT club or something. Or I'm going to make sure that, you know, um, Johnny gets to, you know, um, turn into Joanne if he wants to and, and, uh, and doesn't have any influ uh, interference from his parents in turning into a girl and stuff like this. So, David, um, I mentioned this earlier that perhaps the one thing that concerns me most is someone that with evil intent that will look in on the classroom, be able to identify a student, know the name of that student, know what that student looks like, and then be able to stalk that child later. And if something like that did happen, that a person was uh, found guilty of using the school camera system to perform an evil act on a child, uh, would that school then be liable uh, for a major lawsuit by a parent? And, you know, could this bury a lot of schools uh, over these lawsuits? Now, that's I think that's an exaggeration to start with, that there's going to be a lot of people looking in to try to find a child. But nevertheless, if one case happens, uh, you know the media is going to be out there parading around, as, including the National Education Association, or especially them, the uh, American Federation of Teachers, saying, you see, this is going to bankrupt the school system, uh, uh, having to defend uh, all these lawsuits uh, because we allowed cameras in the classroom. Uh, but as an attorney, what do you think about such lawsuits? Well, I think that the... Uh the school has an obligation to make sure that its system is secure. And the idea of cameras in the classroom doesn't so just anybody can look in. It should be limited to uh, parents, and there need to be security procedures. Uh, I'm sure CW can talk to the kind of uh, possible security uh, issues and security uh, procedures that can be initiated. I mean, I I'm not a big fan of anybody looking in other than the parents and there's no reason why they 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 should be able to yeah okay you can you can maybe get hackers but the the security of the systems that would be the school's responsibility that's my view of it i do not see the uh scenario you're talking about with lawsuits as being a big problem as long as the schools take their obligation seriously to make keep their systems secure they're, they're putting you on a rabbit hole of, oh, a hacker is going to get into this and, and see a kid. But, you know, we're using cameras everywhere else all day long, and we're not worried about a hacker there. What they're truly worried about is seeing what they're teaching in these classrooms and what they're not actually teaching. Yeah, so, you know, talk about predators, right? So how many teachers themselves are predators? We read this in the news all the time, right, Alec? I mean, there are so many stories of teachers that are abused, sexually abusing their students that uh, uh, we're going to see it. But we've seen more of that and we'll continue to see more of that than someone hacking into a school system to uh, hunt down, you know, some child in the name and what that child looks like. But let me give you another example. In Hudson, Ohio, students were asked to do a writing assignment and that writing assignment was for them 
to tell a story, and I'm going to read this to you. Write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. <laughs> Write an X-rated Disney scenario. I remember working these stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and describe the first time you had sex. Now, talking about predators, that sounds very predatory to me, doesn't it? And the mayor of that city, uh, Craig Schubert, once he found out about these writing assignments to these high school seniors, asked for the entire school board to resign. So uh, I, I don't think you can just say he that. He called for them to be arrested, didn't he? Yes. Uh, yeah. He may have. Yeah. He, he may did. have. Uh, actually, wasn't it the mayor who called for them to be arrested? Yes. Yes, as I recall. But I, I've never read any follow-up stories that uh, they either resigned or were arrested, right? I haven't seen it yet, no. Yeah, and I doubt if that's that's going to happen. Uh, what would you think, Pastor, if your daughter came home from, from school and she's over there writing an X-rated Disney scenario because her teacher gave her that as her right, writing? What would you do? I don't know. I, I would go nuts, right? Yeah, I'd go nuts. I, and I, I go nuts just hearing about this from other kids' perspective and, and from parents who have kids who are going through that themselves. And it's funny, though, Marty, the first one that you mentioned, you said write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. And if this is videoed, if they're on camera, the mom is forced to be shown it because she's watching. And it's, it's everything that we're talking about today is everything is geared towards the parent not being able to see what the kids are being taught. And it reminds me when, when the, the, the first pandemic you mentioned first started with COVID, you had a Zoom student and a Zoom teacher and the Zoom teacher didn't like the fact that the parent was watching behind the student. And like CW mentioned, it's, Thank it's, you for calling. it's, it's all a, a, a narrative and there, there's certainly an agenda here, but yeah, I, I would not be a happy father and I'm not happy just as a, as a man, as a pastor, as a concerned citizen who cares about kids in what, what I see and what I hear. Look at these communities, look at these school districts all the way around. You start having these things like equity communities, equity committees showing up. Then you have an equity committee full of one sex of one color. Right. Yeah, that's not Where's not the equity? equity. Right. <laughs> it, it, it happens time and time again. You can um, look at ev almost practically every area that's a public school with a higher left-leaning population will have an equity committee every single one of them okay um one second i wanted to make sure we actually had a dropout here and i wanted to make sure our man david is back hey david are you back on i am back all right back. welcome good back, to hear sorry about that yeah welcome to technology right okay glad to have yeah. you back david <laughs> no not that you got upset with us and just slammed the phone down and walked away right <laughs> uh, Alec, Alec can do that, you know. He he's the one person here that doesn't agree with the rest of us, but he carries a lot of a lot of weight when he uh, speaks up and gets us all. Very I wouldn't upset. say I, I I totally understand the idea of of cameras in classrooms, and uh, they're currently used to really good effect on school buses. Um, you'll hear uh, school bus drivers coming into the uh, into the school and saying, "We've got a hard drive we need to pull." because that's how they record all the bad stuff that goes on on the buses, and it, it actually does plays a big role in controlling behavior. I just want to make sure that teachers have a say in it, and I can see, I can see a system where a teacher has the option to turn that camera on or off, or to tell students and tell parents that my class will be available for viewing. 
And if they don't want to, they don't have to. Of course, that's going to draw some extra scrutiny, and they're going to have to make sure that they really keep their noses clean. But this, I, I like to see the teachers just have a little bit more say in it. This may go back a second, but I wanted to ask CW a question about these, uh, this identification of the children in the classroom. Um, when, when they're actually filming or when you're putting cameras into the classroom, are they generally focused on the teacher or are they like pointing towards the children? Last time I checked, it wasn't the students that were teaching the class. Most of the time, the focus is on the teacher. Right, right. So it's going to be pretty hard to actually, you know, pick out this these is, children. This <laughs> is one of those things, again, we're using false narratives to push an agenda. The student is identified with the same number everywhere. Every student has an identification number. Every student uses that identification number everywhere. Every student, again, is on camera from the moment they get onto a school bus to the moment they get off the school bus at the end of the day and they don't have cameras in the bathroom and supposedly they don't have cameras in the classroom. Yeah. Okay. I had wondered that too. Um, I, I was imagining cameras pointed at teachers so that we can watch what the teachers are doing and hear what they're saying. And for, for the camera to have any disciplinary value in a classroom, it's going to have to be looking at the students too, or at least listening to them. That's their most of them are set up with an omnidirectional mic. That's where okay. you get mm -hmm. that part of it. All right. But here's a possible compromise for all of this. And uh, put a 360 camera in a classroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards signed Act 456 into law this year. And what that does, it has cameras and microphones that are recording in every classroom. Once that recording is done, so parents can't tune in during the session, that recording is stored away. Any parent at that point can request to review that video and uh, they'll keep that on file for at least 30 days. That's, that's the school bus approach. Well, I, I don't know. What do you think, David? Uh, I, I, one more thing, let me just interject real quick. There is one other thing that nobody seems to put into perspective is that every child above the fifth grade has one of these in their pockets. And you're holding up a phone for the radio people. And yes, a phone. Um, and they are on them. They are taking pictures all day long and they're sending videos all day long. Do you, is there really an argument that these kids are not on video? Really? Cause right. But well, that's a red herring, right? I mean, that's basically what all these arguments are about. They're, exactly. they're trying to trap us into, uh, oh, well, you know, I didn't think about that. You're right, sort of argument until you think it more fully through. And uh, then you have uh, you come back around to your original point and say, yeah, no, this, this makes sense. Now, I'm sure it's not going to make sense to a lot of teachers, and it will not make sense to the teacher unions, uh, many of the school boards, school districts out there, a lot of politicians. But I think it's going to make a difference to a lot of parents who are deeply concerned about what their child is being taught in the public school, especially uh, such as in Florida when an elementary school is taken from the class on a field trip to go visit a gay bar. Now, I think, you know, uh, parents are going to want to know this. I mean, these Wait, stories should go what? on and on. Go back to that. Wait That's a minute. True. How old of a class are you talking about? It was elementary kids. Elementary kids 
Don't okay, bars, bars don't have an 18 21, or 21 right? to be able to go in to begin with? Did this teacher get all the kids' fake ID? I mean, what's going on here, Mark? It was a kind of a cafe. But it is a gay bar, though. It's not, it, yeah, it's you, a gay you, hangout. I think yeah, it's a gay, it. let's put it yeah. this way. You can call it a cafe if you want. And the teacher was doing <laughs> but it. But it's not the a teacher, cafe. The teacher thought she was going to expand these children's horizons in a way that they were never going to get from their parents. And that's a teacher just way overstepping there. Right. Maybe it's a gay bar identifying as a cafe. Oh, there you go. Who knows, guys? <laughs> when the elementary kids arrive, oh, we are now identifying as a cafe for you but little dogs. Guys, let, let me throw something out here. Here's my question to all this. If I'm a teacher who's doing the right thing, I'm, I'm trying to teach these kids to the best of my ability. I'm trying to discipline them correctly. I'm not teaching all this garbage. Why would I care if there's a camera on me? That, that's my, my big question here. If I'm doing the right thing, I'm going to have no concern. Camera me, put me on video. I, I, I have nothing to hide. And it's going to be for the betterment of the kids who aren't getting taught correctly. You know, I hate to play devil's advocate on myself, but <laughs> it's like talking to the police. It, it's the same kind of concept. Did you do anything wrong? What do you got to hide? Why right. don't you let me search your vehicle? Right. Well, I mean, I, I suppose that's a, that's a legitimate point to, to make. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think the idea that uh, a teacher is giving instruction in the class for anywhere from 10 to 35 students at one time that's already watching her or him is not going to be that concerned that one or two parents is tuned in to see what's being taught. Uh, you're shaking your head, CW. What 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 did I get wrong? No, you're absolutely right on okay. that. They, the parents, the ones that are going to tune in and see that that teacher is actually doing their job are going to go and sit there and give the accolades to that teacher, go to the school board and say, yes, my teacher was doing their job, as opposed to what you're seeing right now. This, yeah. And maybe another side benefit, uh, because I hear this from my daughters, is that kids come home from school with these uh, work assignments, homework assignments, that even they can't figure out because of the new math and new way they're teaching kids, how to help them with their homework. <laughs> well, if they were able to racist. tune into the class, maybe they could help them with their homework better. And they would know what the homework assignment was too. Well, you know, these teachers, they can't really choose who's in their class, right? They can't say, I'm not going to teach this person. I'm not going to allow this kid not to sit in on my class. Right. So they, they have to teach who is assigned to their class. So, what would the difference be having a camera there as as opposed to just somebody else? It's just somebody else watching them teach. It's not really changing anything. Well, so. it's teachers, you know, that actually go through and get their teaching degrees have to have somebody sit in and make sure they're doing it correctly. That's you're you're running back into the same problem. It's it's a lack of teachers. It's a lack of good teachers. And when you do have a good teacher, you wind up running them into the ground because you've got 15 people that aren't qualified in that same building, half-assing their way through something, and they can't be taught because they know better than everyone because nobody has said anything to them in three years. So right. really, we've just found out that this is really just the best way to handle these teachers, <laughs> right? I mean, is to, to, to keep watch on them, make sure that we know what is... Uh, being taught, we can also check in to see that the kids are behaving and whatnot. But uh, if these teachers are being run into the ground and they're having such a hard time keeping everything straight, uh, having somebody there at least to know that, you know, who isn't doing their job properly or 
who is slacking off and Mike, you know. I, there is I, the the lack of staff in these schools right now is so mind blowing. You just can't even get your heads wrapped around it because when you talk about one district, it's not one district. It's every district. It's every state. You have a situation where your staff is so shorthanded from jump. Uh, take, for instance, I know of a day that there was 15 teachers out. There wasn't enough subs for seven of the classes. What do you do? That's one school. That's in one school. They didn't right. have enough subs for one school. This is every school, every day. Bus drivers. How many times have we seen the videos, seen the, the news articles about not having bus drivers to pick up the yep. kids or having to do triple loads or, hey, why is my kid getting picked up an hour and a half late? Oh, because we don't have drivers. So is this like it, it sounds to me that there's a little bit of um, you're kind of stuck with crappy teachers. It, uh, I mean, you're in a situation where you have had people that did not know their ass from a hole in the ground running the situation for the last 20 years. And now it's to a point that you've got good teachers looking for the exit as fast as they can. They are polling into certain locations. Like you, you can, if you pay attention, you can see where the good teachers are running to. And so private schools or not even the private schools. There's some of them are still staying in the public schools, but I can tell you there's exoduses from the cities. Yeah. There, there's a mass exodus from the cities. Uh, so I'm going to put the pastor on a bit of a spot here, uh, but it won't be too hard uh, because people feel very strongly about their religious beliefs. Everybody has uh, their own perhaps interpretation of the Bible and what should be taught Yet you stand up every Sunday in front of a camera and you give a sermon and people can watch what you're saying. The people in the audience can hear what you're saying. And you know that they're searching the scripture to see, did Pastor Jason get it right or did Pastor Jason get it wrong? So, you know, how is that any different than you being watched instructing a flock of people and being perhaps criticized afterwards. And I'm sure that at some point in a sermon you gave, someone disagreed with maybe a fine point that you made. Then a teacher standing up and instructing little kids about, you know, history or social sciences or civics. Uh, you managed to survive it, don't you? That's the difference between a shepherd and a sheep, Marty. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's, well, that's a good analogy, Marty. And, but here's the thing for me, it all comes back to what I said before. It's because I have nothing to hide. You know, when we speak, are we going to get things wrong? Certainly, you know, and people who lead a church and, you know, people who may be in the classroom who teach kids, they're going to be scrutinized. But we got to say, are, am I doing at the end of the day, am I doing the best and what's right for these kids? So I have no problem for me being on the on a camera because I believe in the message I'm giving, you know, for a teacher who's giving a good message, teaching these kids correctly. They might, you know, I, I might almost want to be on camera so parents and maybe grandparents can be on and maybe they can get taught something as well. Like you said, when they come home, they can help with the homework. My daughter's in sixth grade. There's some things where I got to say, man, I don't remember, you know, this math class. I got to go and, and you know, kind of research it myself. So, you know, ultimately bring on the camera. Bring on the camera. So uh, let's wrap this up and let's get some final comments in here because um, CW, no one has perhaps the hands-on experience with the schools sitting around this table or on the phone. 
than you do. Are we missing something here that uh, uh, we should have pointed out? You're not missing anything. You're, it's just scratching the s surface of the larger issue. You, you're you're looking right now for a Band-Aid over an issue that has been festering for years. It, it It's a quick fix, yes, that would help in, in a massive way because there would be accountability. And, and that's, a, that's a word that nobody likes anymore, accountability. I mean, we've, we've seen it everywhere we look. It's, it's blaming, it's pushing it off, it, it's not stepping up. And until we turn that around, until we sit there and actually lead by example, it, it's gonna continue down this road. But Alec, uh, this would be a huge fight, wouldn't it? Because uh, being a news reporter in the news business for uh, a number of years, perhaps a few decades, right? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, you've yeah. been trained to look at things objectively, but we know if we start pushing classroom cameras, there's going to be a lot of people out there not looking very objectively at this at all. And they're going to be slamming parents. They're going to be slamming the, the uh, conservatives and trying to make them out as being some type of, uh, you know, Nazi soup, uh, teachers, you know, for you. Um, what, what do you think? You you think that it's any way possible that parents could survive the media uh, fallback, pushback, if they want full-blown uh, into trying to get cameras into the classrooms? Well, it's interesting that you bring up the media because after spending like more than two decades in newsrooms, I started out at a very small paper where it was a very open newsroom. And people could come in, you know, the mayor would come in, the city council would come in, various, you know, advertisers, business owners, they were coming in, they were getting interviewed at people's desks, they were getting their pictures taken. It felt like a public forum. And as I went on to other more advanced and, you know, quote unquote, advanced, uh, cutting edge kinds of papers, um, the newsroom became an increasingly insulated place, like a kind of an ivory tower where nobody wanted the, the dirty, unwashed public to come in because we were all special journalists. And I think that's a sense um, in education as well, that, oh, they won't, the, the masses are too, too dumb to understand what the, the, the genius of what we're doing here. And uh, so there's, I can understand that uh, that's, a, that's a big problem with schools. Yeah, and I can also see, David, that uh, there's going to be lawsuits over this. I mean, people are going to start filing lawsuits if cameras started to be turned on in the classrooms. I mean, you're going to have, you got these very, very powerful and aggressive uh, teachers unions with a ton of money that's already out there trying to fund every anti-parent cause uh, lunatic that's running around. Uh, you know, they're going to get behind uh, individual teachers. They're going to file lawsuits against the schools because uh, it's a violation of their privacy rights or they're being forced on something that maybe violates their contract. Who knows? I'm not a, an attorney, and, and I don't know how they would litigate all this, but I think it's going to happen out there. Uh, and uh, this could, I guess, you know, present a big problem for schools in trying to defend themselves against multiple lawsuits from both sides of the aisles here. Well, I think that problem is, probably exaggerated a little bit like we, there's a saying in the law that anybody can sue anybody for anything but that doesn't need to mean they're necessarily going to succeed uh, i do not see any legal issue that would prevent uh the 
properly constructed, properly secure cameras in the classrooms. I don't see any legal issues that would stand in the way of it uh, successfully. There may be lawsuits, but if I think the proper way to do it is for the state legislature, perhaps, uh, to uh, adopt a law that requires them, and then the lawsuits, there's not going to be lawsuits against the school boards because they just are following the law set down by the legislature. So I think that's a proper way to do it. And I think that would eliminate a lot of the fear of lawsuits. Well, you know, in my defense, I only exaggerated because I was speaking on behalf of the National Education Association. And <laughs> I could not possibly speak on their behalf without exaggerating. It's totally understandable then, Mark. Totally, totally. Well, well yes. And, 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 and I wasn't accusing you of exaggerating. I, but I think the concerns that would be expressed by people in an attempt to stop cameras in the classroom are exaggerated. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pastor, what do you have to say? Uh, wrap this up for us. You know, is, is everyone going to agree with the decision of cameras in the classroom? No, I'm all for it. Why? Because I want protection for the children. You know, I, I believe that kids need to be protected. All these things that I read, read in your newsletter today, it's, it's very concerning. Um, are there kids who disrupt classrooms who have behavior issues who aren't disciplined in the home certainly but when we're talking about um a california school kids are saying prayers to aztec deities known for human sacrifices there, there's big problems here <laughs> there are isn't there uh yeah that that story about the children having to say a prayer to an aztec deity in california schools uh you know the ACLU is always around, you know, if you if they think that you're going to display a cross or a Bible or uh, hand out a religious message in the schools, but my gosh, you know, if you want to say a prayer, now this is state law in California that this course be taught, state law. And in that particular uh, textbook that they're using, they have to make a chant to these uh, Aztec what gods. What about the prayers to Where's Allah? Where's the ACLU? What about the prayers to Allah? What about hijab day? Yeah, all of that. I yeah. mean, can you imagine somebody doing the Lord's Prayer? I mean, it's just that simple. Can you imagine having in a public school a classroom recite the Lord's Prayer? Can you imagine the uproar you would hear about that? Because those Christians are forcing their beliefs on us again. It, but we can, what, pray to an Aztec God that, that requires a blood sacrifice of a child? Really? This this makes logic sense in any way, shape, or form? What in left California. turn did we take? Uh, never uh, mind. Yeah, you know, they're doing it under <laughs> some silly diversity. You know, we have to, you know, experience and know what other... You know, but isn't that cultural appropriation now? You know, you're not, you know, an yes. Aztec, you know. Uh, why are you saying a prayer that uh, you have no cultural uh, relationship to? So they always have the argument both ways, don't they? It's a one-way street. You know, Do if they want is, something, yes. you know, say, it's good. Say. If you want something, they'll figure out a way of making it bad and evil, despicable, and some type of uh, racist motive undertone behind it. Well, I think we have to wrap this up now. This was a very, very good show, and I appreciate all the guests that came on today, and I hope to have many of you all back again. And I don't think that's this is going to be the last of this type of conversation we have uh, but thanks again, and thanks again for everyone watching or listening. 
Thanks for tuning in. Remember to share this uh, podcast with your friends. Uh, we're growing and we're happy about it, but we would like to grow more. We would like the more people to tune in and see what uh, uh, we crazy people have to say and uh, see if we can get into their heads as well. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.